Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Thank you for joining us at the table with Darlene. We are always happy and excited that we get to share a few moments with you and just uh, talk about the the one that we love the most, and that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we hope that in these podcasts that always uh, it will come around to him and who he is and what that means to each one of us and the choices that we make when we allow him to come into our heart to to fulfill his purpose and then no matter what comes in our life uh, we know that he's going to walk it walk it out step by step with us so tonight we're just going to sit here at the table and I am surrounded by awesome men tonight usually it's a lot of women and you know there's been times where just Chris I've been been outnumbered many times on this show (laughs) I know for the most part that's really true yeah but uh, tonight nope shoes on the other foot so we'll see how well you guys do we'll see how talkative you you three are uh well chris who's sitting by you tonight the the um the great (laughs) reverend (laughs) daryl rhodes i'm shaking my head yes i mean no the apostle (laughs) daryl rhodes He's shaking his head no. <laughs> Good to be here this evening. I don't know how you're going to manage with three type A personalities in here. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to, and I know we can't talk as good as the women can, but uh, we'll do our oh, best. I don't know. We'll do our best. And across from the table from me is none other than the infamous Lou Creamer. <laughs> yes, Lou, we're so glad to have you tonight. Infamous, notorious, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Notorious, whatever. It's Kramer, not Creamer. Yeah. Right? I'll go by whatever. Creamer is what you put in your coffee. (laughs) I'm sure Zane's been butchered once or twice. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, we have simple names where they can't possibly be uh, messed up, but Rhodes, that's easy. Lou is our associate pastor here at Solid Rock Family Church. Has been. Uh, associate pastor for about uh, 15 years 15 I was gonna say yeah. 12 15 years wow. he and his wife which is our daughter just uh, just jump right in there and do an awesome job we're very proud of them and Tiffany has just come to work at Solid Rock Family Church and uh, you haven't run her off yet full time mm-hmm. no no and she says every evening that she still loves me so we're doing good <laughs> that's, that's good. fantastic that's fantastic <laughs> we're ba- we're burying her in work though <laughs> we can we cannot afford Lou to hire him mm-hmm. unless he's willing to take about a $75,000 cut and <laughs> he's probably not going to do that. But no, it is is great to have you Lou tonight and sitting in, in Tiffany's place and of course you've always got a place at the table but I know evenings aren't that easy for everyone but we are glad that you're here tonight. Great to be here. So thank you very much and uh I, I, we always, every, every time before we start, we're always like, okay, if we don't have a guest, when you have a guest, it's really easy, and, and, uh, uh, because you question the guest and what's going on in their life, and so that's, that's pretty easy, and, um, but tonight, uh, we don't have a guest, but it's always the question is, uh, so what are we going to talk about tonight, and we're always like, not sure yet, we'll see, well, while we were, uh, getting started here I just have this thought and since I am the only lady here tonight uh, I feel like I just want to uh, ask some questions around the table 
and put these uh, gentlemen in the hot seat if I can. Um, so we're getting ready to, uh, just in a few more days, it's going to be Valentine's Day. And uh, I just happen to know that uh, you, you men are romanticists at heart. I know that you are. Uh, and that you have beautiful women in your life. And so I'm just going to ask you a few questions. And I want to start with you, Lou. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, this is going to be aired after Valentine's Day. Yes. Well, it'll be aired... Uh, that weekend. The weekend of. I think so. Yes. Today's the 9th? Yeah. The 14th? Yeah. So it'll oh, be... it's coming out this Sunday night? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it will be okay. before, yeah. Anyway, um, tell me, Lou, uh, I'm going to ask you, what was it about Tiffany that made you fall in love with her? Do we get the same question? Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, I don't to prepare. I'm number three Oh, well, this line. is fun. <laughs> as, as, as cliche as it may sound for what we're doing, I can honestly say the thing that I admired the most about her that drew me to her was her love of God. Um, growing up, I was not in a Christian home. Um, coming to church was something that in my teen years that I started doing, that I started developing and started, you know, getting a relationship with God and learning who he was and how much he loved me. And so as I got in my older teen years, you know, that's what I sought is I sought someone who equally loved God, mm. who God was first in their life. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be first. I wanted God to be first. I was totally okay with that. And that was something that I saw in her, and that was one of the things that really drew me to her. And it was really just with the whole course of events that happened, um, it just, everything just kind of fell into place. Um, it all started on a Thanksgiving. Um, you guys, her parents, um, yes. were actually going on a missions trip. Mm -hmm. So she was going to be, she was in Ohio um, going to college, and I was in Iowa, and found out that she was going to be spending her first ever Thanksgiving alone. I think I asked you if you were busy. And I'm like, well, she can't be alone. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not doing anything. So I, I booked a ticket. Offered to go. Yes, she did. Flew out there and figured, my, you know, just to be a friend, because we kind of grew up in the same circle of friends. And so that was Thanksgiving. By Christmas, I was introduced to the family as her friend. Um, we were engaged the following May and married in August. And that was 25 so then, years ago. That same year, May. So yes. So December and then that May and then that, that Yes. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, 25 years ago. So in January, you were the boyfriend or... <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was really hard for me to know that we're out of the country mm -hmm. and this young man, that's all I'll say, the young man wanted to go to Columbus, Ohio mm -hmm. to spend Thanksgiving with our daughter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we didn't uh, we didn't know what to expect. You know, I thought, are they? Are they going to be good while they're together and, <laughs> yeah, and mom no. and dad's out of the country? I don't um, think we felt like that at all no, because, number no. one, we trusted Tiffany, but we also really trusted That's true. Uh, Lou. And Tiffany had some really good friends there, and you sp 
stayed with them. Uh, that first trip, I actually booked my own hotel room. Did you really? Um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm a rule follower. Always have been. Probably always will be. So. And you were what age at that time? Nineteen. Nineteen. Wow. And you guys had a wonderful time. We got to meet some of her friends from college, and and so it it really was a good time. Yeah. And it's lasted twenty five years. I've heard they've never had a disagreement, never had a oh, fight. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> We're human. <laughs> but for, honestly, the first probably five or six years, um, the arguments were pretty one-sided because of my history and background. I grew up around a lot of domestic violence, so I basically refused to argue. Um, just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I did make the mistake, guys, don't ever, ever in the midst of a discussion Ask your wife if she's done. Oh. <laughs> I did that Am one. Am I done? Am I done? I did I that, one, that one time, and I was quickly informed <laughs> that she would let me know. <laughs> I can just hear that one. I really can't. Because she's told on herself before about it. Like, I couldn't even get him to argue with me. And But, but Lou, you are a really great example um, to to so many young men and uh, you know being raised in a home where there's a lot of violence where there's no uh, honor paid to either spouse where you know he spotted and learned some things and I've heard him say over and over as a young man he made decisions of what he didn't want to be and how he didn't want to treat whomever that he married in his life that he would never ever do yeah. that i've I've had the privilege you know, as as a minister to to perform you know weddings for people and and one of the things that that I say frequently that that I take to heart um and that's when you're reading part of the love chapter in Corinthians um and you know you're telling the 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 groom the husband to be that you know, he's to love her like Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. And I, I really got to thinking about that. And it, it's more than just, you know, I'll lay down my life for you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what what man wouldn't lay down his wife for his bride? Um, but, it, but it was more than that. And then, you know, I, I can't remember which version, but there's one of the versions that say that, you know, he, he is to invoke her beauty. Everything that Everything that he does should bring out the best in her because it's really doing him a favor because the two are one. And uh, and I got to thinking about that. So by me treating my wife respectfully, by me doing the best I can, by me giving her things, by me showing her love, I'm really doing myself a favor. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to love her like Christ loved the church, and that's what he did. He came here. He didn't have to. He chose to, and he loved us unconditionally despite of the fact that we yell at him, we scream at him, we turn our back on him sometimes, but yet he still loves us. And no matter how we treat him, it's an unconditional love. And so that's that's what I try to do. And I'm not perfect. I, I have my moments. Um, of course. I mean, we all do. Um, but that's that's what I really tried to focus my marriage on, was just doing that, trying to be the example that, that was set out before us and love her and bring out the best in her and part of doing that and it was really hard for me um, growing up I was really into sports I, I played football for five years I wrestled for nine years coached for two 
um, I was I was really into sports and after we got married I, w- I was able to coach for a couple years but then that kind of fell away and I, I got to realizing that if I wanted to continue to participate and be involved in those activities it was going to take away from my family time because it wasn't something that she was really interested in so I even set aside the things that I wanted and the things that I was interested in you know and, and I, I had some guys question me and, and some guys were like you know this is the way it's always got to be because this is the way my parents did it and like does it really matter you know does it matter what laundry soap we use does it matter if the toilet paper goes over the topper under the bottom agreed <laughs> yeah that's good you know, there's there's better things to argue about <laughs> this is true this is so true i know uh because i know you guys and i had the privilege to join of joining you guys together but your backgrounds were totally different, uh, yes. not just because <laughs> of the uh, uh, abuse, uh, but uh, Lou was raised in a very poverty-stricken home, mm-hmm. and uh, and because of that, he was very uh, overly cautious. If you all remember right, <laughs> the Christmas uh, podcast that we did where Tiffany was talking about what was in her stocking. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, she apple got, a, and orange. got an orange and an apple, you know, and uh, hot sauce. <laughs> and hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, variety. But Tiffany w- was always raised that, uh, you know, you can have whatever you can believe for. And she really, she did. <clears throat> and, but anyway, uh, there was some, you know, there were some places in your marriage where there was a little bit of uh, confusion uh, in that area because you were always watching the pennies and she was always spending the nickels <laughs> yep you hear a comment on that nope one of our first arguments was <laughs> over a christmas tree christmas tree oh yeah she, we talked oh, about man. that last time yeah how much the christmas trees cost that's when you went along you wanted to go alongside the road and find a cedar tree I'd just go find one cut it, cut it down yeah. that's what we always did yeah. <laughs> grandma and grandpa had 10 acres we just go out there and cut a tree down mm-hmm. those were the days um I could say a lot about Tiffany and Lou's marriage, but I, I really believe that they have just grown so much together, and, and what a testimony that they are. And and the thing that makes a difference, I believe, in their life is he has tapped into something about covering that so many times we don't know. I want to read lyrics. I had no idea where we were going to go here, but I want to read some lyrics of a song and I don't know if any of you have heard this song or not, but it's called Lead Me by Sanctus Reed. Does anybody know who Sanctus that is? Sanctus Real. Real, is that what it is? Yeah. Sanctus Real. Have you heard this song? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. A thousand times. Very good song. <laughs> yeah. I, I have not, I had, I had not seen it or, I mean, heard it until just recently. And I, I just really, I thought, you know, it's just such a, it's hard for us as individuals. I don't care who we are, whether it's a woman trying to communicate to a man or a man trying to communicate to his wife, to a woman, to try to say what it is that I need from you. And uh, this song just really, you know, it just really touched my heart because I see so many young couples struggling. And, and of course, Daryl and I went through our struggles in, in life and we realize just how how much of a miracle that we are but would you read this song would you read the lyrics off of that 
Lou. Sure. And because it's just so powerful. And I had Daryl then to listen to it and, and read the words, and it's just such a good song. The first verse says, I look around and see my wonderful life, almost perfect from the outside. In picture frames, I see my beautiful wife, always smiling, but on the inside, well, I can hear her saying, lead me with strong hands. Stand up when I can't. Don't leave me hungry for love, chasing dreams, but what about us? Show me you're willing to fight, that I'm still the love of your life. I know we call this our home, but I still feel alone. It says, I see their faces, look in their innocent eyes. They're just children from the outside. I'm working hard, I tell myself. They'll be fine, they're independent. But on the inside, I can hear them saying, and it's the chorus again, lead me with strong hands. Stand up when I can't. Don't leave me hungry for love, chasing dreams, but what about us? Show me you're willing to fight, that I'm still the love of your life. I know we call this our home, but I still feel alone. And then I love this part where it turns and he says, So Father, give me the strength to be everything I'm yes. called to be. Oh Father, show me the way to lead them. Won't you lead me to mm. lead them with strong hands, to stand up when they can? Don't want to leave them hungry for love, chasing things that I could give up. I'll show them I'm willing to fight and give them the best of my life so we can call this a home. Lead me because I can't do this alone. Selah. That is such a powerful song. And I was, as you were reading it, Lou, I thought about uh, one of the reasons that Tiffany loves you so much and so dearly is you understand her. And Daryl and I had this conversation just recently. As as women, you know, we we get confused by what we're told and what we're taught. Uh, submission is not an ugly word, but it's but it's been tilted that it means that you better do exactly what I say. I'm the boss in the house and leading is different than bossing leading is protection leading says that your emotions matter to me leading means that when i don't understand that maybe i said something harshly or something that wounded you and i want you just to get over it and that can go both ways but god put the man as the covering Mm -hmm. and I just and because he did that in the way he has led his household and his wife, and I believe that she would go to the ends of the world with this guy because she knows he's going to take care of her. And that's the love that Jesus Christ has for us. You know, and he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And women really are, we're responders, and we will respond ugly if we're not being led. Mm. And in that leading, that leading, the ruling to me for a man to rule over his house, he's standing at the door and he's saying, hell no, devil. Right. You're not coming in. This is my life. Right. This is my wife. This is my children. And he's ruling over powers of darkness. And, mm-hmm. and because that's where... When it gets, when a home gets in that that place, 
that's where unity begins to dwell because when the better you treat me and the kinder your voice is dear and we've had this conversation the more that i will i will go to about 100 percent, and that's the truth right there's been so many times that i would say darlene if you could just see my heart that's not my heart but all you could see or hear was my my voice and the tone that was sharp mm-hmm. and uh, on the you know i knew i knew i loved you i knew that you know we're a perfect match but sometimes my emotions would get unchecked and i would say things in the wrong tone and you'd always come back and say you know you know it's the tone it's not so much what you say even as it is the tone of your voice when you say mm-hmm. it the how the how you do yeah so so i think it's interesting and i think that at this time of year you know we we're in a new year brand new year and we're already into february where time you know is set aside this is the month of love that where we stop and we we look at at what god's blessed us with the love of sitting at this table three of my very favorite guys in the world just absolutely wonderful men of god it's a huge compliment no i am so serious and you know i admire men that love god and will stand up for god pray for us pray you know men that pray for their homes men that cover the children but it doesn't just stop there respectful you're right. I've never seen disrespect, and I, I'm not trying to put you on a hot spot, but, but there's no disrespect. Sometimes I have to tell him, you don't have to call me ma'am. You can call me mom or Darlene, and he's never going to call me Darlene, so he calls me mom. But there's respect in the way that he speaks. And do you know that that's the way, that's the way to the, a woman's heart. It is not all the jewelry you can buy her it's not all the letting whatever but the way to her heart is through kindness and love and sure. joy and peace the fruit sure. of the spirit so i wouldn't want to be a man i wouldn't want to be in you guys' shoes but you're powerful and i believe in the days to come that there's going to be an arising of men that love god and their passion is so for god that the things that are on that need to be knocked off they're going to do it because leading your home it that that song i listened to the guy sing and i was like it wasn't definitely wasn't the voice that made me listen but i was like oh my words pulled you in it pulled me in and i thought he somehow got got a revelation and put it into simple words of what will make a home be productive mm-hmm. but anyway i have to ask you mr daryl rhodes what was it about your bride that when you first met her what was it that wooed you to her well careful first first of all i want to say you know the reason that sarah could call abraham lord was because he treated her like a queen and uh, she didn't she didn't wasn't being disrespectful of god when she Mm -hmm. said that it was just a term they used back in those days as uh, as as somebody that was honored Mm -hmm. and loved and uh, because he treated her in such a way she was had no problem following him and calling him That's Lord. Right. Uh, what was the question? 
Oh, I just wondered, when you first met your sweetheart, what was your first impression? Well, I know what your first impression was. Well, your first impression <laughs> this was... This isn't about me. This your, is well, about you just, guys. Let me just share what your first impression was first. Yeah. It was, my, he's picked up weight since the last time I saw him. <laughs> Who's this little fat guy coming up my driveway? <laughs> he's a little chubby. I, well, I hadn't seen you since you were 14 years old. Right. And here you were 33, you probably gained four, a little five. weight from 14. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you know, uh, we were both hurting people. We were both struggling. Uh, we were both uh, had broken hearts, broken marriages. And uh, I felt such a, a compassion for you when, uh, when I saw how you were suffering and hurting and going through the things that you did. And uh, I had such a, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a sexual, it wasn't a uh, man or woman type. It was, just, it was just a compassion. And I guess all I can say is maybe it was a pastoral compassion. And again, I'm not trying to be spiritual mm -hmm. e either. But uh, the reason I, I came to Salem was because you had requested uh, to talk to somebody that had been through what you had been through. And uh, so uh, and when I saw the hurt, uh, you know, uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to encourage you and be there for you. And, uh, we ended up developing a relationship and, uh, I just, I just saw, I saw in you, uh, uh, a woman that was gentle, uh, hurting, uh, compassionate, but, but, uh, firm. You were very, very firm. And, uh, I, I liked, I liked that side of you. And, uh, of course, we began to date, and uh, you came to church here a few times. And, mm -hmm. uh, it was just uh, it just developed into a to an, a God thing. I mean, it was it was God dealing with you to call, and uh, most of the time I would have never even answered a call like that. Uh, first of all, it was an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. uh, second, secondly, uh, uh, I I didn't really know you at that time. I knew the name, and I mm -hmm. I knew our visit that we had had back in as our teenagers but uh but i just felt a uh, a compelling that i've got to go to salem and so uh, i did and uh out of that became a, a relationship and became yes. a marriage and we uh put two families together into one house and god blessed us and uh your children's my children and uh my yeah. my children yeah. are, are your children yes and uh, we just, uh, God just did something awesome there. He did. Took two broken hearts, mm -hmm. healed those broken hearts, welded them together as one. And when people said ministry was over for us, they said that about you, they said that about me, that ministry was over and our church would never be a success. I think you and I just had enough grit and determination to prove everybody wrong. And uh, God showed his favor and look what he's done uh, now I just I just now saw the book just a moment ago where you showed us that uh, your your book has now been translated in the Farsi language, which is a very non-Christian uh, country. It's a very uh, anti-God country, and your book is being spread around the country of Iran. And uh, not only is the book being spread, but it's going out in uh, audio as well. So uh, I don't want to say much more. Uh, because I don't want your passport to get flagged when we go, <laughs> when Amen. we go over that way. But anyway, uh, yeah, and and in uh, the minute you said that, I immediately turned to First uh, Corinthians chapter four when you was, before you'd even said anything to Lou. And I just want to remind everybody what the love of God is like. The love of God is patient and kind. And by the way, 
Romans chapter 5 says he has poured his love into our hearts by yes. the Holy Spirit. So we yes. we have the love of God dwelling in us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not activated. Sometimes it's dormant. Right. Sometimes the flesh rises up and, and uh, dominates the love of God. But I'm telling you, those listeners tonight or today, whatever it is, the love of God is in your heart. It's been poured into your hearts by the Holy Ghost. And so we can operate in that love of God. It says love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. If we ever, as men, learn to operate in that God kind of agape love where we put our spouses and put our children, put our loved ones before ourselves. We see them. Actually, actually, that agape love simply means to, uh, um, to, to see and to treat as valuable and precious. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, that's what you are to me, my Valentine. Thank you. 30, get, 38 years. I guess now I have to take you out for Valentine's. <laughs> so... The next time we meet, we can say what we did on Valentine's <laughs> night. Okay. And I am Let's looking see. forward to Chris's explanation. Yes. yes. I just want to say one more thing. One of the things that, uh, first of all, uh, a friend was my ex-mother-in-law's pastor. pastor. And he just told me that he had a friend that had went, gone through that. Daryl and mentioned his name and I was like oh I I met him at youth camp one year and I know his parents know of them we've never we we didn't live that far apart but you know back in the day uh we just you know they were on the other side of the world to us before Facebook yes before Facebook before internet and 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 really before very much uh tell you know you had the party lines you know and you couldn't get on there we never did talk we never did talk uh, on the phone, we wrote a few letters back and forth, but that was about it. But the thing that when when uh, Mike said to me, mentioned your name, something leaped inside of me. I didn't want it to. I wasn't interested. Right, you but, were still hurting. But that was so interesting to me. And in the time that we did just get together, and it started over coffee for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we this in that little time that we got together we talked we really really talked and we were able to just talk uh in ways that i had never had conversations before where you could really talk about your feelings you could really talk about you know your relationship with god and and your hopes and your dreams for the future and and so uh yeah i have we have not had a perfect marriage we've had our ups and downs just like everybody else but but we didn't run and that was the one thing Daryl and I weren't runners from the beginning ever in our first marriages and and in our last marriage because this is our very last I'd um, like for us to someday uh, do a podcast at the table with Darlene and and talk about what we have been through with uh, our our previous uh, marriages and how God has healed and restored mm -hmm. to us Mm-hmm. Uh, things better than it could have ever been in the past, and the fact that God God loves us, 
God's not holding our past against no. us. He has favored us, and uh, he still still says we're qualified for ministry. Now, I know that will rock some people's boats mm-hmm. uh, because some people believe if you've been remarried, you can't even teach a Sunday school class. Hey, we've I honestly wouldn't, you know, I just thought that was the way it was, too. God had to reprogram my brain because, I, number one, I didn't know if I believed in women preachers. And I had been very hard on when I heard that a couple got divorced, mm-hmm. especially a Christian couple. I just couldn't handle that hardly because my I had said to my own father uh, when a lot of harshness, a lot of uglies that just repeated and repeated and repeated. And I'd say, I just said, Dad, why do you, why, why do you do this? Why don't you leave her? And boy, he looked at me and, and with that stern voice and right in the eye and shook his finger and he said darling she's my wife Hmm. and so that implanted something in me that good or bad i think god used it for my good for the sake that i took a lot of things that maybe had i seen other examples the story wouldn't be what it is now Mm -hmm. and uh but anyway you know to see what god has done in our lives and and to take all the doubts and fears. Of course, we didn't feel qualified to pastor because we no. didn't feel qualified to do anything. But the Lord has everyone's number. The Lord has a number. And he simply said through people, uh, Billy Joe Daughtery, uh, one night prophesied over us. And we had gone down there to to a convention. And, and uh, what's his name that preached from... California. Uh, uh, who preached? Oh, Jack Hayford. Jack Hayford preached. And when he was finished preaching, uh, Brother Billy Joe got up. There's a little worship going on. And he's getting ready. Everybody was standing up. He's getting ready to dismiss. And we were sitting way up uh, to at, his right. At the Maybe Center. At the Maybe Center, way up, about maybe 10, 12 rows up, oh, if not farther. It was it was, it was up high. I know that. And he just stopped and he just looked and he stared up toward us and he said that woman with a gray suit on i believe it was or green whatever he said he said i want you to come down here and nobody responded and and he said uh said it again yeah he said he's he said it pushing through yeah he did and some lady behind me said he's talking about you and I said, oh, me? He said, yes, is that your husband next to you? And I said, mm-hmm. yes. He said, you two come on down here. There and was we, four or 5,000 oh, people there was, that night. And yeah. church was over just about. Yes, it was. And, and he just, the thing that he spoke, it, there was a lot of things, but the one thing that he said is God said, you're not second rate. And when we went to that meeting, we felt so crushed because there had been so much opposition and animosity towards us mm-hmm. getting married and being pastors. And he said, you got to quit thinking about the fact that you're not good enough. He didn't know anything about didn't us. didn't know anything never about us. Never did ask if we... Never asked. We never had a conversation. We never had a conversation with that man ever, ever, before or after. But the one next thing he said, you two both need to go and you need to get on your knees and you need to forgive every person that's wounded you mm-hmm. and hurt you because you can't go on without releasing the wounds and the hurts. Right. Oh, the, and that was hard because we were more wounded than we realized. But we laid on the floor. We got started on our knees and ended up on the floor 
praying and crying out to God. And every person that he would, God would bring up, we would, you know, anyway, that's what happened in our story. And, and those were things that, you know, had Daryl and I not had that encounter, uh, somewhere along the way, the enemy would have t- defeated us if we hadn't sure. chosen to forgive. And, sure. you know, I want to say to a lot of listeners, you need to forgive each other in your marriage and, and, and those that hurt you in the past. I mean, we both had been so wounded by our past, and we had to start there. You know, we had to start with our past. You know, I had to start with my mom and and marriage and so on and so forth, you know, and and you have to start. And then you can start forgiving each other easier. I think the reason some marriages are so volatile is because there's a bag that's been packed with unforgiveness from hurts from the past. And I don't know who all this is for, the listeners. I just love how God just takes, you know, what we're doing. And, and, and he He knows who's going to listen. And for us to live the abundant life, we've got to learn to forgive. Because, you know, we're not, and none of us are going to get out of this life without being hurt. It's impossible. That's right. And not everybody's going to love you. and But you got to be able to live with that. you got to be okay for everyone not to feel the way that you think they should about you but you got to learn to forgive others and you got to learn to forgive yourself because when we walk in total forgiveness we can be aggravated at our spouse but i might want to push him down the stairs but i'd be the first to go get him and pick him up <laughs> be the first to say i'm sorry huh that's right and for all those naysayers all i gotta say is the proof's in the pudding <laughs> well yeah and, yeah and i know there's a lot of hurting people there's people are going through separation yes. going through divorce oh, there's so people being right remarried now. and they feel yeah. like their their dreams have been shattered mm-hmm. their future is is destroyed but that's not necessarily so god's mm-hmm. got a plan uh he knows the plans that he has for you and they're for your good and their plans to prosper you and so uh, we just need, we we just not need to get out of that victim mentality mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. realize that uh, God is on our side. He's going to fight our battles, yes. and regardless of why you went through divorce, uh, or, or why you're single, or why you you know, and and to those that to those that have gone through divorce and you're uh, you, you're lonely, call out to God. He he's a friend that's closer yes. than a brother. And uh, stop seeking a man or stop seeking a woman and start seeking God. And he can he can grant you the desires of your heart. And it'll just happen. Amen. I wasn't looking. Uh, no. I wasn't looking. It just happened. Well, you already, th- yeah, right. Already what? No, I, just, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris, what was it about Jessica that when you met her, if I remember correctly, she didn't even like you, right? She thought I didn't like her, and I oh, thought okay. she didn't like me. I was a nurse in the emergency room, and she was a rad tech and a I, what? A radiology tech. She took okay. X-rays. So we were in different departments, but we worked together. But I never had the guts to talk to her, and she thought that was rude. But it was because mm, I stuck up. Yeah, um, I thought she was too good for me. Um, I was. Like what you guys said, very wounded, very destroyed. Went through a very ugly. Um, divorce and was in the middle of grad school and um, life. I had no money. I lost a big job that I had. I mean, mm-hmm. I went from everything to rock bottom, absolutely nothing. And 
I thought she was one of the coolest people ever. I knew she was a, a mom. She had two kids. Um, I'd stalked her on Facebook, and I was watching her closer than she probably imagined. And um, come to find out at the time that she really wasn't living for God. She wasn't, um, I mean, she was just as hurting, if not more mm-hmm. hurting than I was. Mm-hmm. But um, some friends that we've worked with kind of introduced us, and I still couldn't talk to her um, but she was sitting at the lunch table and um, and it wasn't even her lunch table somebody invited her in just to talk to me and um, she was talking about a guy that had just broken up with her and broke her heart and all the she was talking about all the nice things that she did for this guy and I was just thinking to myself like oh that was stupid <laughs> like I mean like it was just like she did all kinds of stuff for him, and I looked over at her, and I had not talked to her other than, I don't know that I'd talked to her at all. And I go, well, if I had a girl like you, I'd treat her like a million bucks or something of that yeah. nature. And and she just, like, looked at me, like, stunned, and I was kind of stunned that I even said that. <laughs> I don't even know where it came from. And um, at that point, even though, I, I mean, I, I, I very much loved God at that point. I very much acknowledged God. I don't think I had turn my back from Jesus, but I certainly wasn't living my best life at that point. But I could see inside of her something. And to this day, I don't even know that I can explain it, but I saw something in her, um, something very special in her. And I immediately, I I, I was kind of dating a girl at that point. I went and broke it off with her. I got myself off of every dating app, but I was on like after that one conversation that we had this few words and I saw that one thing and from then on I ended up actively very actively pursuing her and we had a lot we've had had a lot of ups and downs still have a lot of ups and downs still do have a lot of journeys but we've definitely pushed through and I still to this day see and I don't even know I can explain what it is exactly but I still see that light in her that calling in her or Mm -hmm. or something in her and it's very attractive to me and Mm. it always has been um that's a good way of putting it yeah i like that and she's spicy and i I do like Mm -hmm. that we we butt heads really bad but Mm -hmm. i do enjoy that about her Mm -hmm. well it's interesting i like that because there's something in her the call and what god has put inside of her that draws you to to her and and I think that's the same, you know, with it should be that that's the way it should be for a man or for a woman. We should be when we know that our mates are not perfect mm-hmm. and and God uses them to help get the rough places off of us. You know, she's made me better. <laughs> well, and I'm not even yeah. close to what I used to be. Yeah. And yeah. oh, and look at how much that girl's grown and what God's doing in her life. And and, you know. Daryl and I, I, I just look at the journey we've been on, and we had more than we had many, many reasons to never make it. Many reasons. Oh, yeah. There, it, it just, you know, the pro, the, the naysayers that said, you know, you'll never make it. It's going to destroy you. There was times I wanted to almost agree with them, but I kept my mouth shut, you know. And I remember, <laughs> oh no, God, no, no, God, this, uh, this was not my idea. This was yours, you know. And so we have to, we, we just have to value what God has given us and I really do with all of my heart unless a woman is badly deceived what she really wants is a man to lead mm-hmm. and 
for a man of God to lead, then he has to find out what does that look like. Because it's not what it's been portrayed to look like. Because when a woman doesn't have to fear the terror at night, because she knows that her husband's going to do everything he can to take care of her and that family, because he's the guard at the door, spiritually, emotionally. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women suffer emotionally because the man doesn't know how to help her. But sometimes it's just loving her and letting God change her. And I want want to end with this and, and to you, Lou, and to watch how you have protected our daughter. I say thank you because she sure. was not easy to handle. Oh, no. <laughs> no. She, she, had, uh-uh. she had that A personality, mm-hmm. type A personality. Mm-hmm. So. so does. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. does. Yes. And that's what and makes her. she doesn't her, back down. No. And that's what makes her so powerful. Lose but you knew. <laughs> honestly, he knew how to bring out Say her. Who? Yeah. Yeah. He has known how to bring out her good. And, you know, I really believe, Lou, that God's going to use you to minister to young men and young women how to relate to each other because my daughter would go to the ends of the earth with you and that is amazing to me there's an old song i can't remember who did it it was i think a 70s or 80s song but the name of the song was called more than words Mm. and it was i think it was one of those one hit wonders or i I think i heard it on monster ballads or something um (laughs) But when you really stop and listen to the words of the song, and, and because, like I said, the, the, the way I grew up with a lot of yellers, screamers, a lot of violence, and then, like, the very next day, they're all, oh, I love you, I love you. And the, what the song says is, what would you do if you couldn't say those words? If you woke up tomorrow and you couldn't yeah. tell the person that you love that you love them, how yeah. would you treat them? How would you act? It's yeah. got to be more than just empty words that yes. come out of your mouth. And and I really took that to heart after I after listening to that over and over again and, and really stopping and thinking and doing some self-evaluation. I thought, you know, I want to I want to show her through my actions, through my deeds. So even if I couldn't say it, because I mean, face it, we all get to that point in our lives where we're just living life and, and saying I love you. Just it's, it's almost like just. We was just something because we have nothing else to say. We're mm-hmm. hi, love you, and mm-hmm. you know, we just say it because it's just the words that you say at that particular moment. But what do they mean? That the that phrase is thrown around an awful lot, even in even in the church mm-hmm. amongst Christians, it's mm-hmm. it's thrown around a lot. But would you be willing to die for them? Would you be willing to uh, to take a bullet for them? Would you be willing to? You know, I tend to think life. I tend to think that laying down your life doesn't necessarily mean a bullet. Right. I think it means that I will lay down my life to let you have something that's really important to you. Right. Like making the bed a certain way that I would Let's never still go there. I would never have made the bed the way that it gets made ninety percent of the doing time. We've been now for almost fifty minutes. But just don't, just don't stretch but, this out to an hour. Oh boy. But. It got to the place where I don't even mind anymore. Your way is wonderful. Thank you. 
And so I'm then just. I do make the bed bit. practically every day. You Until do. Until I got married, I never made my bed. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's in the little things that we make big things, and that's a very True. little thing. But True. but it's so many things that we make big things that if. But when I realized, and I took the route of he's doing it because he means to be helping me, even though I know that he knows how I make the bed, and I make the bed right. Right. Well, Next I'm time d- I'm at your house, I'm going to pay very close attention to that. Bed. Yes, <laughs> but the truth of it is, you won't even know the difference. I got to the place where I was just really, really thankful because you're yeah. so, so helpful, and I don't care anymore. But it's amazing how we praise God; He's still doing miracles. He <laughs> is doing miracles, but it's amazing how we let the little things, the little foxes, yes. spoil the yes. vine. Yes. We'll fight over something that you know. It's like fuss. Why? Why should I fuss at you the way you do when you're doing it? As unto the uh, Lord. Unto you're doing it for for your wife because you're scared to death to leave the house and not make the bed. Before, oh boy. No. Before we got married, one of the things that in kind of our premarital counseling thing is there was there was a set of <laughs> date me here. There was a set of tapes <laughs> that oh, you had yeah. given me to listen to, and I it just was, threw some of them away today. <laughs> <laughs> and part of the whole thing was it was it, it was a kind of an explanation of you know th- that men and women think differently mm-hmm. and i think right. up until that point you know i was 20 years old when i got married up to that i had i never really thought about that the the fact that that just general disposition men and women think mm-hmm. differently mm-hmm. and we're supposed I think, to i think i listened to that that set of yeah. tapes like three or four times yeah. so i'm like i know i'm missing stuff here <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, even now, you know, I I get caught in that male focus, you know, stuck on things sometimes. Right. And, you know, Tiff's like, you're mailing this. You gotta. <laughs> yeah, we need to come back and talk about this yeah, some more. So because good. It's so important. So good. Relationships it are is. so important. And it is. Like I said earlier, so many people today are hurting. Uh, they're suffering in their relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about good Christian families, yes, and yes. Home, Christian homes, and uh, they're they're just fighting to to keep their heads above mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. in their relationship with each yeah, other. Yeah, and be in the you know when we went into the 21 day fast, the one thing that really stuck out to me was the from the ages of 19 to 50, and we one of our services we prayed just on that line because if the enemy could stop the generations that's here. And because they're going to be more powerful than our generations were. They just are. But the enemy wants to get them separated, uh, scatter them, scatter their kids, you know, get their kids to thinking, you know, what's the use? Mom and dad couldn't do it. They couldn't make it. On and on and on. Or they get the attitude of, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. But no, God is wanting us to fight for the homes. And I agree if we need to do more of this because this is a year I believe with all of my heart where if you've been having trouble in your marriages for several years and de- in several situations, I believe that if you'll stand your ground and let the devil know that I am not going to throw away what God has given me, we either believe that it was him or we don't. We either lied when we said, I know you're a gift from God, or we're lying now because God does not lie. And, and so I, I believe that we all can and just draw a little closer to each other and a little closer to God. But let's pray tonight. I'd uh, like to ask that our audience, you know, drop an email. Drop an email or, or respond on the Facebook page and just let us let us know your thoughts. Yes. Uh, we're not asking we're not asking you to uh, 
reveal yourself or to, uh, you know, be an open book. But we're just saying, uh, let us know if this has ministered to you in any way or if there's something that we can pray about. With yes. you. You, you can go to uh, womenaroundtheworldministries.org. Uh, you can leave a message. I guess they can. There's an email in there mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, or, or you can go to uh, darlingroads.org. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And uh, drop us an email. Let yes. us know. Let Absolutely. us know if there's, if there's some, especially if there's something we can pray with you about. Because I I promise you we will. Yes. Amen. Well, Lou, would you pray tonight uh, as we go out and just pray for the individuals, whether they're single, married. Young, young teenager, whatever, just pray for them that they'll be all that God wants them to be, but they'll learn to love the way that Christ wants us to love each other. Father, we just come before you this evening. We thank you for the opportunity that we've had to come together and, and speak to the audience. Pray that something that's been said, some words that have been said have touched them, have challenged them to change and grow and draw closer to you. Father, as we look to you to be our ultimate example of what love truly meant as you as you came down and, and sacrificed yourself, Father, in service to us, allow us to draw closer to you and to see that example that you laid out for us that we can draw closer to you and, and follow those footsteps and follow in, in the example that you gave us. Father, for all those who are hurting, who are, who are conflicted, who are trying, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering peace to them for wrapping your arms around them and letting people know that they're worth something, yes. that they're that they're yes. worth full, that they're that, that you value yes, them, Lord. that they have value, they that we don't get our value from mm-hmm. what other people say and think of us, but we get our value from yes. you. Yes. I thank you, Father, for healing the hearts of those who need healing and for helping us yes. to forgive and get past the hurts that we've had from yesterday and move on to the brightness of the future with you in tomorrow. We thank you for the opportunity to, to just do this, to sit at the table, and we thank you for that in yes. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. Shalom. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.